It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Molly Stevens is an award-winning food writer, editor, and cooking teacher living in northern Vermont. And her cookbook, All About Braising, the Art of Uncomplicated Cooking, won numerous awards. And I have a feeling her latest, All About Roasting, a new approach to a classic art, is going to be award-winning, too. It's just a gorgeous book, and she's joining us today on Amy's Table. Hi, Molly. How are you? Hi, Amy. Good morning. I'm well. How are you? Well, first of all, what a stupendous book. I hope it hasn't already won awards and I've missed it. (laughs) It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Thank you. Well, you know, the fact that you've done the braising book and the roasting book is something that we should just get to right away. Sometimes it's about learning the technique more than the specific recipe, isn't it? It is, and that's always been my approach. I'm a teacher before I'm a writer, and I've always thought if you can teach a technique, recipes are just ideas and, you know, and suggestions for flavorings, but it's once you learn the technique, you learn how to cook. Yeah, and with roasting, I suppose, not only does it talk about technique, but equipment and ingredient, I guess we should say first, because there is certain equipment required, isn't there, when you're roasting? What do you need? What equipment do you need in your kitchen to successfully roast just about anything? Well, you need an oven. There you go. <laughs> Everything happens in the oven. And for this book, I really I made a choice to not do fireplace roasting or grill roasting, but it's really all about just your oven. So any good oven. But then beyond that, uh, roasting pans certainly come into play. Um, and I use a lot, and chefs do this too, a lot of just heavy-duty heavy baking sheets now. Right, okay. But sometimes a recipe will say to put meats that you're going to roast on a rack, and sometimes it won't. Is there a... A reason or is that preference or what do you think there? Yeah, that's a great question and I spent months trying to figure it out and um, depends what you're roasting, it depends the heat you're roasting and it depends what you're after. There's not a right or wrong way. They both have different effects. When you put food up on a rack, what happens is you get the, the, the food is not sitting in the bottom, right. it's not sort of steaming in the any of the drippings, but if you have a very hot oven and the food is on a rack, say it's a pork roast, it starts dripping down, the pan is so hot, those drippings scorch right away. So sometimes it's actually good not to use a rack if you want to to prevent the drippings from scorching. Ah, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. Well, I and a do... lot of meats have their own racks, like if you're doing a rib roast or something. Yeah. Um, I just did a lamb shoulder. It has its own bone structure underneath it. You just call that the rack. Or if you don't have a rack, you can throw some vegetables down um, and, and use put the meat up or whatever you're roasting on top of the, some carrots and onions and celery, and not only are you adding flavor then, but it also keeps the, the food off the bottom. I love that technique, especially, you know, as you say, lifting them up with carrots or something, and then you get the byproduct of the roasted veg, too. Well, so, okay, we need an oven, we need something to hold the item that we're roasting, and of course, the classic things and what's pictured on the cover, many people think of beef beef roasts or pork roasts, but you roast everything. (laughs) Yep, yep. Uh, Lots of vegetables, and in fact, at one point I thought, I could just make this a whole book on roasted vegetables. Mm. It's amazing what happens. It concentrates the sugars and the flavors of the vegetable, and they, I mean, they, they turn into candy. They're yeah. so, they're so uh, addictive and good. And it roast fruits, too. And Lots of fruits. Oh, yeah. I love the roasted fruit idea. Now, if you're going to successfully roast something and bring out all that caramelization and all the sugars, how much? what's the minimum time? I mean, is there a quick roast? 
there are a lot of quick roasts, and um, again, it depends on what you're doing. If it's the bigger, so if you're, you know, Thanksgiving coming and the holidays and a lot of big roasts, those you want to turn the oven down a little bit and give it time to cook through. But things like chicken thighs or um, one of my favorite is a butterfly roast chicken, so you cut the backbone out of the chicken and flatten it, um, and that roasts in 45 minutes. And that's not bad at all, is it? Right. Well, what about when you're starting to roast something? You know, do you take that chicken right out of the fridge, or are you of the the thought process that you should let it sit at room temp for a bit before you get started roasting? I like to let things sit at room temperature for a little bit. Um, It doesn't... It's funny, a lot of recipes will say let it sit out and let it come to room temperature, but it, it takes a long time for something to come to room temperature. All you're really trying to do is take the chill off it, so let it sit on the counter... Well, the oven preheats is a good rule. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the time the oven preheats, it takes a little bit of the chill off, and the food will cook a little more evenly, and it will brown um, more nicely. And that's what we're after when we're roasting is that nice, brown, as you said, caramelized exterior. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Well, you know, you talk about roasting vegetables and fruits, but I have to think if there's a pure pleasure... It's a roasted chicken. And you address a lot of things that I think are questions for people in the book. And the first is um, rinsing, rinsing the chicken. And you say you don't rinse. I don't rinse the chicken unless I drop it on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) But when you're rinsing chicken, and part of why we love chicken is because it's it's very tender. Um, And it also, by nature, if you rinse it, it likes to absorb water. So you're actually adding water to the chicken when you rinse it. And roasting is all about drying something out. You want a dry surface. Right. The surface is wet. It won't brown evenly. It won't get that nice crisp skin we're after. So if... And some people just need to rinse because they, it's what they do, and, and that's fine. It, um, they think they're getting germs off it, but I hate to say a little sploosh under cold water. It doesn't, doesn't do a lot for the germ no, situation. In, in fact, you're, you're doing worse because you're splashing the, any germs there are around your kitchen sink. So yeah. if you can stand it, the best thing to do is to take it out of its packaging and let it sit air dry um, while you preheat the oven. Better still, let it air dry in the refrigerator overnight, and you'll get the crispest um, exterior brown skin. Oh, that's a great tip. Now, you know, of course, that takes planning. And to people who say, I can't plan, I say, well, then you probably aren't eating as well as you might. Because I know, I, but I also say, I, I my, when people say that, I say, well, then don't, you know, skip the overnight, but just don't rinse the chicken. Just do one step at a time. Yeah, then, exactly. You know, but yeah. but planning is how you can dine well. You know what I yeah, mean? That's, that's the biggest big thing. Difference. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with award-winning cookbook author and writer Molly Stevens about her book, All About Roasting, A New Approach to a Classic Art. And we're finishing up talking about chicken not rinsing. How about trussing the chicken? Trussing certainly makes a prettier-looking bird. Um, and when I truss, I just I simplify it by just tying together the drumsticks a little bit rather than doing the whole sort of cat's cradle, around about right. Um And... A lot of debate on whether trussing makes it cook more evenly or maybe. But I find trussing, the problem with get, cooking the chicken is you, you're trying to get those thighs cooked by the, before the breast overcooked, mm-hmm. overcooks. So I le- like to leave it loose, un- loosely trussed or untrussed, because that gives the chance of the hot oven air to circulate more evenly throughout the, around the whole bird and even inside that cavity. Well, that is 
awesome advice. And I've got to say that, as we mentioned earlier, it's learning the technique that just sets you free and learning the technique of roasting a chicken, roasting vegetables, roasting fruits. You suddenly have a whole world of good food in front of you. But Molly, one problem can be when something is done. And are you, you know, the touch test? Are you the look test? Or are you the thermometer school? Ah, good question, Amy. Um, well, it's good to have a thermometer. Yeah. And especially when you're starting out, because I think, it's, you know, roast chicken is the simplest, and as you say, it's one of the greatest pleasures, but it can be intimidating because there's a lot of mystique around it. So a good instant read thermometer goes a long way. And what you'll find is as you do it over and over again, you'll start to recognize the signs of doneness, and you, you'll know it's done before you prick it with your thermometer. Um, you can certainly smell when things are done. Mm-hmm. When you're, all of a sudden, the kitchen fills up with that wonderful roast chicken aroma. That's a sign that it's done. You can wiggle a leg. They're all that. But the thermometer is a really good way just to double-check yourself. So, And in the book, I talk about the doneness temperatures, of course, and everybody has different preferences, and it's important to know what yours are. If you're a person who likes your chicken completely um, no pink juices at all, that's fine. If you're someone likes a little juicier, that's fine, too. You just need to know what you like. Exactly, um, and the but, safety zones. Exactly, yeah, Wait. and I talk about all that in the book, but I also give you all the touch and look and feel and smell tests, too, So because why not learn while you're doing it? Exactly. You're also look and see what it looks like, and you'll know better next time. Well, I have really loved talking to you. I'm going to put all of your information on amyscable.com, but where can we send everybody for more information about you in the book? Uh, my website is mollystevenscooks.com. Terrific. Well, Molly Stevens, thanks so much. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks, Amy. Happy holidays. <laughs> Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa. With over 50 years of sports betting experience, Fred is known in the UK for three things. Customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.